the Lord. It is always good to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the presence of the Lord this morning? Then lift up a shout of praise to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to his name this morning. It is always exciting to see every single one of us together basking in the glory of God. Amen. So today we are continuing the topic, remain steadfast in the Lord. Hallelujah. And I believe last week held out thing eloquently and forcefully spoke about it. He, he advised us to focus on the good things and stand fast. Hallelujah. And not be swayed, not be waved, not fall. Just remain fast like a bubblehead on a dashboard. Hallelujah. So we'll continue this morning. And I believe by the time the, the month ends, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, we should all know that by heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we going to know it by heart? Yes. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15, 58, we should all know it by heart. So let's read it together. I said, therefore, my dear brothers... Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourselves fully to the work of God, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So, it is very easy to say, stand firm firm. Don't be swayed. It's much easier said than done. Hallelujah. It's a difficult proposition. And that's the reason why towards the end you see the Apostle Paul saying your labor will not be in vain. Hallelujah. Because <clears throat> standing firm is not going to be a walk in a park. It's not going to be an easy undertaking. Hallelujah. So that's why he injected that aspect of your labor in the Lord will not be in vain because it is going to be laborious, hallelujah. Because it is going to require effort. It's going to require some human endurance to get to the end of it, hallelujah. So that's the reason why he's saying, well, just as a reminder, there is a reward at the end. Hallelujah. Amen. But the process itself is going to be laborious. The process itself is going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. So if somebody says, oh yeah, standing firm is just stand firm. Just Yes, we are encouraged to stand firm. But I also want to remind you that standing firm is not going to be easy. It is going to require some effort. It's going to require some work. Hallelujah. You, as we all know, I know most of us have never done a work as a laborer before, but one time or the other, you've seen laborers work. Hallelujah. And if you see laborers work, uh, most common places at a construction site, <clears throat> you see it requires some labor. It requires some carrying. It requires lifting. It requires pushing. Hallelujah. But <clears throat> the Apostle Paul is reminding us that even during all that, if we do all that to stand firm, there is a reward at the end. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Are you with me this morning? Yes. 
Hallelujah. So, another aspect of this scripture, I mean, this topic I want to also bring to light is standing firm requires you knowing why you are standing and who is asking you to stand. Hallelujah. Yes, we can say stand firm all you want, but who is asking? Whose instructions am I following? Hallelujah. That is also very important. Hallelujah. I remember years and years and years ago when I used to be in uniform. Uh, our first few weeks in basic training uh, drill, the drill instructors actually inculcating to you. Say, anytime you're on parade, you're listening to the last executive word of command. And first, it didn't, it didn't make sense. But as you go along, you realize it makes sense. Because you could be on parade with people who are senior than you. You could be on parade and there'll be maybe a dignitary, somebody who is higher than the parade commander coming to view the parade. But nothing else matters. You don't react until the parade commander says something. Hallelujah. That's who you're listening to. Not the visiting VIP. Not your senior ranking officer who is next to you. You only listen to the guy who is commanding the parade at a time. Hallelujah. So if we know who is asking us to stand firm, if we, if we know why we are standing firm, it makes a difference. It helps through the process. Hallelujah. So this morning, we will look at those aspects. First, let's look at... Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 9. As we go along. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. If anybody gets there quicker before the back room, can they read it? Okay, 1 Corinthians. First Corinthians. Are we there? Okay, 1 Corinthians 8, I'm sorry, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. 1 Corinthians 1, 8 to 9. He said, he will also keep you firm to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So that's the one who is calling. That's the one who is asking you to stand firm. Hallelujah. And the one who is calling, according to the Apostle Paul, will strengthen you, will give you what it takes. Hallelujah. He said he will keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you. Hallelujah. Amen. So you're calling. You're being here. Even as you are being asked to stand firm, it's not from any man. It's not from presiding elder. It's not from the pastor. Your calling is from high above. And that's who you're listening to. So the grumbling, the backbiting, the talking behind your back shouldn't make a difference because you are not taking orders from the brother who stepped on your toes. Hallelujah. 
Because the sister who says something behind your back that hurts so much, they didn't call you. You were called by the Most High. So if you know who is calling, and if you know why you are standing, it makes a difference. Hallelujah. So sometimes, the things of life, I mean, the journey of life, we encounter things. You go around, you hear, oh, did you hear such and such said this and this about you? And you get so hurt. And then you decide, you know what, take your church. I'm not even coming there any longer. That brother didn't call you. You didn't step into this faith because of that brother or sister. You were called according to the scriptures by the almighty God himself. And he's giving you the equipment and what it takes to go through the journey of standing firm. Hallelujah. So in our lives, we encounter in our daily lives people at work, people in our families, people in the church. And those are all the outside noises sometimes when it comes down to your faith and your calling that we need to tune out. Because they are not the parade commander at the moment. Hallelujah. And the parade commander is the almighty God, Jehovah El Shaddai, who called you. So presiding, when we criticize you or when we give you a little opposition, your calling is not from us. Stand firm. Hallelujah. Your calling is not from us. Your calling is from the Most High. Stand firm and push on. Because we didn't call you. Hallelujah. Your calling to stand firm, your calling into the faith, into fellowship with Christ, is from the almighty God himself. Hallelujah. So if situations happened, circumstances happened, oh yeah, Prasadi didn't come to visit me. The district pastor didn't care. Oh, that sister who knew about it didn't even do much to help me. Folks, these folks didn't call you. So what they did or didn't do, what they said or didn't say, should not affect your calling. Stand firm. Hallelujah. Stand firm. Hallelujah. And do not be swayed. Hallelujah. The word of God is encouraging us this morning that we should condition ourselves We should condition ourselves. We should change our focus on the one who called us. So that way, your calling will not be incumbent on what the church has done for you or what the church didn't do for you or what some brother did to you or what some sister didn't do to you. Hallelujah. Because that is where we tend to confuse what the church is with what our calling is. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody met you and spoke to you about the gospel. You started coming to church. The church is an organization. The church is here to nature you along the way of your calling. But the church didn't call you. You were called by God. Hallelujah. You were called by God. The church didn't call you. Presiding elder didn't call you. Your calling is not hinged on presiding elders' decisions. Hallelujah. It is completely in the hands of the almighty God. Hallelujah. So once we start seeing things this way, certain things become trivial. Certain things become unnecessary. 
Hallelujah. Because your focus and your, your, your ultimate focus is on something higher than what is here. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me this morning? The love of God, folks, is greater than the love any brother, any sister, any elder, or even the church as an organization can show you. And that is what God made available for you when he called you. The greatest of all loves. Hallelujah. Now, yeah, it is our responsibilities to be good to each other as a church. It's our responsibilities to look out for each other. It's our responsibilities to quit the gossiping it's our responsibility to build each other up instead of tear each other down. But the ultimate of everything lies with the one who calls you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, we as a church, we as human beings, maybe if we all start focusing on the higher calling on our lives, if we all start focusing on who called us, if we all start focusing on why, on why we should stand firm, then we will do things a little differently. We will treat our brother a little differently. We will treat our sister a little different because our attention and focus is on our higher calling. Hallelujah. There is, you know, there in God's economy or in, in God's governing system, there is one thing I realize in God's governing system or in God's economy. The grace that saved our, this, our original apostle it's the same grace that saved you and I. Amen. It's the same grace that saved the new, the new convert that will walk into this temple today. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the same grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the rewards that comes with certain things the scripture promises are the same evenly. Amen. So, if the, if the scripture says, stand the course, and at the end, you get this reward. If our district pastor stands the course and gets to the end, he gets the same reward as the member who stays the course and gets to the end. Hallelujah. It's the same. So, in God's wireless network, it doesn't matter if you have the newest iPhone. Hallelujah. I don't know what that type is or the newest Galaxy. Who, who can tell me which is the newest? I don't know. I've lost track. <laughs> but... On God's wireless network, the person with the most expensive wireless handset and the person with the cheapest wireless handset, as long as you are connected to the network, you get the same service. Across the board. Hallelujah. You all get the same service. So, there's no need to say, well, he has a better phone, so he might be getting a better service from God. Oh, maybe he, he, he has a better job, so he might be getting a better service. So, you know, and then you start taking your walk with God and your calling trivially. Hallelujah. We are all, if for a better lack of, listen, on the same spectrum when it comes to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if presiding is getting up 5 a.m. to be here, as part of his calling, maybe I should also figure out what makes my calling, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, more effective here. Hallelujah. So the person who preaches, the person who gives to support financially, and the person who comes to clean up, 
If you stay within your calling, if you work on your calling and you stand firm, at the end of the day, you get the same reward. Hallelujah. And that's just how the principles of God economy works. Hallelujah. So if God says, give me out of abundance, give, and I will reward you in abundance. And someone who has, uh, let's say, $100,000, and they came and give a thousand, you are not giving out of your abundance. You are giving out of what is left. Hallelujah. Now, on the other hand, the person who has $1,000, which was earmarked for rent, and they go out of that $1,000 and came and pay $500 out of it, and I don't know where the other 500 will be coming from, you can see that they've exerted a little bit more Hallelujah. effort than the person who gave the mega. But now, if the person who has $100,000 came in and said, okay, out of my $100,000, I'm dropping $50,000. Church, take it. The other person also gave half of, and they realized, wait a minute, I just dropped 50000 Now, my next order for the business, how do I even place that order? They are giving out of, they are putting that extra effort, that labor. So guess what? God is going to bless them all across the board. Now, when that blessing comes across the board, maybe that person will be reaping maybe a million dollars along the way, and the person who also brought in that five hundred dollars that was almost their last money might be also ripping in a million dollars because of that same effort and the pain they both felt hallelujah hallelujah Amen. let's continue so our calling brethren is not based on what uh, we see around us it's not based on what other people say or do is a higher calling and we need to focus on the higher and more bigger things. Amen. Amen. So, uh, when you look at this, uh, this walk with God and life in general, people describe, people have different, different descriptions for life. I remember back uh, a few weeks ago, I was back on the other part of the world where we are from. Hallelujah. And I'm driving behind a truck, and behind that truck, uh, uh, what do you call a trotter bus, and behind the bus, is called, uh, the inscription goes, life is war. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's a life is war. And I'm sitting, I'm thinking, life is war. Something, and I'm like, well, maybe that's his perception and description of what life is, because he, maybe in, for him, life means fighting for every inch to survive. Hallelujah. And that's what war is about. You, you do what it takes to survive. Hallelujah. Maybe that's the description that fits how he sees life. Hallelujah. Now, when you come here, most of the folks I work with tell you it's a doggy bite dog world. Hallelujah. So when a dog, it's like when you get beat, you bite back. Hallelujah. Somebody lashed at you, you lash at them back. Hallelujah. Paul has a better description of our walk with God and what life should be. Hallelujah. And in Paul's description, <clears throat> his, uh, uh, Paul described our cult, you know, into this race and into the faith. It's like a race. Paul called it a race. Hallelujah. And as we all know, in every race, if you ever run, try for school, 100 meters or what have you, we all know when you start running, 
There are so many things that can distract you. Hallelujah. Muscle cramps, pain, tiredness, and the most of all, the fear that you are going to fail. Hallelujah. Those are all distractions. Hallelujah. Amen. However, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, 1 to 4. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. He said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so <clears throat> easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. The other version said, the beginner and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. So let's all read the verse 2. Fixing our eyes, fixing our eyes, Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith for joy. Hallelujah. So Paul's version of what life is, it's not war, it's not, it's a race. Hallelujah. And I know we all, everybody, we've all tried running one time or the other, even going jogging one time or the other. We've all tried it. Hallelujah. And we know what it feels like when you are running. There are a lot of distractions. But Paul is saying we should put all those distractions aside. The pain somebody caused you. The anger somebody caused you. The grudge you are holding within you right now. Decided you will never call that person ever again. Hallelujah. Paul said we should put it all aside. And you know, he's not saying just put it aside and just stay in the blank space. But fixing your eyes. Hallelujah. Folks, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Because that is what this race is all about. When you roll out of bed this morning, God dress, that's all it's about. Hallelujah. That is what it is all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about what Christ did for you on the cross. It's all about life, internal life with Christ. Hallelujah. So this morning, beloved, let's throw aside all the distractions. Let's throw aside all the discomfort we all feel at times when we are running the race or we, are, we go jogging. There's been times when I go jogging, I'll be so tired and I feel like, you know, maybe I should just stop and go home. And I tell myself, well, the distance from stopping and walking back home, I might as well just keep running. I'll get home sooner. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes, we need to encourage ourselves to keep going because it is not easy and it's not going to be easy. But we have to keep encouraging ourselves to be going. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So there was a parable Jesus gave and that also goes back to 
what I was saying about how God rewards us. And Jesus was talking about a master who hired laborers first in the morning to go to his field. And those laborers were working till around noon, lunchtime. And then he brought another set of uh, workers. They also joined in the work. Work is going on. It was the evening before they wrap it up. He brought another group of folks. And then at the end, he's paying everybody the same rate. And the first morning guy said, no, 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 master, that can't work. We'll be here all morning. These guys just got here. Hallelujah. Amen. And the master said, it's my money. <laughs> I called them to come and work. And the end of the day came, so they are getting the reward for the work. Hallelujah. So you could have been in this, in this place. You could have been in the faith, in this church for 20 years, 50 years ago. Hallelujah. It is still, you are still required to travel to the end. Hallelujah. And the guy who just came maybe five years ago is also required to stand firm, keep going to the end. And the person who might have come maybe two months ago is also required to travel to the end because that's where the reward is. Hallelujah. So regardless of how long you've been here, regardless of how long you've been doing this tongue blasting thing, regardless of how long you've been reading the scriptures, time, that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. What matters is you standing firm and going to the end. Hallelujah. That's what matters. Hallelujah. So longevity and all that stuff, I guess, doesn't get, give you credit. What gives you credit is finishing the race. Hallelujah. That's what gives you credit. That's, that's what brings you the reward. Finishing the race. Going to the end of the race. Hallelujah. So you say, well, we've been here, you know, this is how we do it. I know people do that. I remember I ran into a guy at a store one time. And I said, brother, I haven't seen you at church for a while. What's going on? He said, oh, I stopped coming to that church. I'm going to another church. Why? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Oh. So if I lost you, he said he's been in the church for so long and new people came in the church and they've made deacons and elders and nobody made him an elder or deacon, so he quit church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the reason why it is incumbent. It's very important we know who called us. Hallelujah. Yes. That's why it is very important to, to know what your faith is about. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a youth, young lady from here. And uh, I heard she went, started going to a different church because she said, I don't, I'm just not, I just don't get it. I just don't get what I need from here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you need is not here. It's in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So maybe if superficially the basic uh, things that a church could do to help you. If something is not forthcoming, go to presiding. Go to somebody and say, hey, this is what I've expected to happen, but it didn't happen. And I would like this to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. That shows that you understand your calling. And you know why you are here. You are not here for the church. You are not here for presiding. You are not here for that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. You are here because Christ God. Hallelujah. 
So the young woman said, ah, I just don't feel it. It's not here. It's not what I'm looking for. It's not here. Hallelujah. But maybe that's why God called you. Maybe that's why Christ brought you here so you can make it happen. Hallelujah. Maybe that's why you are here. So if you understand your calling, then you say, wait a minute. This is what I need. This is what I feel like having here. And it's not here, so we should make it happen. You don't jump ship. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, it's just a matter of time. When you go somewhere else and it's not how you like it or it's not very sweet to your taste, you go somewhere else. Hallelujah. So when you find yourself in the race, run it to the best of your ability. When you find yourself in this race, ask God for guidance, ask God for strength to run it to the end. Hallelujah. And when things don't go so well, which will happen? When things don't get too comfortable, which will happen? Folks, stay the course, get them corrected. Hallelujah. Because we are all human. Hallelujah. All right, let's move on to my last scripture. Let's look at Romans chapter 38, verse 39. This is what Paul is asking us of us. He said, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So folks, if you're at your wit end this morning, if you're at a point where you're saying, you know what, this Jesus thing is not working for me. Maybe I should just go see a prophet somewhere. Maybe I should just go consult a psychic somewhere. I'm here to tell you this morning that don't let anything, neither heights, nor depth, life, or death, nor any powers separate you from the love of Christ. Let's be on our feet. We have no power of our We have no we have no Oh,